On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk. You could follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And as always, I am joined by my bestie, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Give the show a follow at Locked On Dynasty. And please be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen. Check out our YouTube channel where we are streaming live. You can ask us your questions live and we will answer them live if you got them. Marcus, happy Monday. Happy Monday, Kate. It was uh, a crazy, crazy week in the NFL. So we had some ridiculous games. We had some games come down right to the final play, right in Detroit, in Pittsburgh. Uh, but we've got a lot of uh, fantasy stuff to talk about today. So I, I've got a, a question for you. Uh, after watching the games on Sunday, who is the tight end one right now in Dynasty football? Because I just want to go through the possible players, okay? Uh, we Kyle have Pitts, Travis Kelsey. Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey. I, I know you're. I know you're tight end one, but it is George Kittle. Spoiler well, alert. Well, maybe you don't know who my tight end one is because I'm going to bring him up in just a second. Uh, Travis Kelsey, eight targets, three receptions, 27 yards. It's been a fairly quiet season for him, especially over the last couple of weeks. Like in his last uh, six games. 380 yards and a touchdown. He's a little bit older. Like maybe he's starting to break down a little bit, 32 years old. Uh, and then there's Kyle Pitts, who um, is still kind of trying to find his rhythm in the Falcons offense right yesterday. Four catches for 48 yards. Darren Waller missed the game uh, with an injury. He's been a little bit banged up this season. And he's then there's also George Kittle. Uh, like, yeah. Injury aside. Uh, yeah, I think. Oof. Um, it's George Kittle. Is it not? Uh, the, the problem with Kittle is he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Like you just know he's going to miss a lot of time. And he did again this year, like missed three games, but Kate in his last 16 games that he's played, he's 1200 yards and seven touchdowns in like the player that we saw on Sunday, nine catches for 181 yards and two touchdowns. There's just nobody in the league like him. So I'm starting to wonder like, should we shift back to, to George Kittle as tight end one? I mean, everything that he does after the catch um, is just phenomenal. He's a phenomenal athlete, but you see what he can do without a talented quarterback. Uh, they no. have not been a flawless offense under Jimmy Garoppolo. The fact that he is able to produce at the level he's producing, uh, just it, he's been uh, fantastic when healthy. Maybe that's the caveat uh, when, cause health, I wouldn't call George Kittle injury prone just yet. No, but like maybe that's the, the caveat George Kittle tight end one when healthy. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think anytime that George Kittle is playing, I think we will rank him as the tight end one. So I, I do agree with you. Uh, all right, let's get to some more winners and losers um, from this week, Kate, because there was a lot of them. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about DirecTV. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite shows, sports, and movies all in one place. And the best part, there is no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at DirecTV.com. 
www.tiggins.com. All right, Kate, uh, a winner for me is T. Higgins. Uh, he had a yes. huge game last week against Pittsburgh. Was even better this week against the Chargers. Nine catches for 138 yards and a touchdown. Um, do we think Higgins is good enough to maybe knock Jamar Chase's value down a little bit? It's been really interesting because it's been sort of one or the other. Uh, we haven't really seen both of these guys have a huge uh, breakout together. I do think you have to be a little concerned and not enough to bump Jamar Chase in your dynasty rankings. But I've always been a huge T. Higgins fan. I know. I had him ranked as a top 10 wide receiver heading into the season. Finally starting to look a little better than it did to start the year. This is just a good offense. This is an offense that's going to score points. I'm not, I'm not overly concerned because of the fact that I, I do believe in this offense. I believe in the quarterback. And I, I, I know that they are able to put a lot of points on the board. But what are your thoughts? Because uh, I, I, don't, I don't think this affects Jamar Chase's value. But maybe it does create some instability in his consistency from week to week. Though you know the ceiling is always going to be super high. Feels a little bit like a couple of years ago when we had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the same team. Like if they were the only guy there that we'd be ranking them as a top five receiver every week. These are two young guys that are both really talented. I It does worry me a little bit because T. Higgins is just really good at football. And I think he's the guy that when Burrow's looking to throw the ball down the field, he's going to get a lot of the targets. And we've seen 20 targets over the last two games for, excuse me, 22 targets for Higgins. I, I, last week you asked me uh, uh, Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson, and I said Chase. I think I, I think I might flip that now. I think I think Higgins is good enough to steal some meaningful work away from Jamar Chase. All right, so T Higgins uh, since week nine, uh, that's a four game sample size for them. We're looking at T Higgins as the wide receiver twelve in fantasy yeah. football. Jamar Chase in that same span, the wide receiver 42, just behind Matt Collins. Now, that could be Chase hitting a rookie wall a little bit, but I think it also just speaks to how good T. Higgins is. Again, Higgins is a second-year receiver. Like It's not like he's a established veteran either. So, uh, T. Higgins, well, I'm just one of our biggest winners. Uh, who else do you think uh, had a big game on Sunday? Uh, I'm going to give some credit to my guy, Elijah Moore, who we've been a huge mm. fan of on this podcast came out and actually showed up with Zach Wilson on the field. Like, absolutely <laughs> incredible. Uh, but I'm very excited for Elijah Moore, and I was very nervous to see what he would do with Zach Wilson back in the lineup. I was mm -hmm. I was just very, very nervous. Six receptions, 77 yards, but he got that touchdown, got that top 12 performance. We know he's got great hands uh I, and i'm i'm just excited to see this production from him in a bad offense uh just in the situation that he's in very happy Elijah to Moore, see that over the last six games averaging over 80 yards from scrimmage and has scored five touchdowns um he's been a baller and he's been everything that we thought he was coming out of old miss uh, he averaged more yards in the sec than Devonte smith who we talked about a, a lot on this show Elijah Moore, again, another player, just good at the game. Uh, I think at the, what, at the very least we're valuing him as wide receiver three going forward, right? Uh, at the very least, yeah. I think uh, the floor, just given the, the instabilities there in New York, the floor is going to be a little bit lower than I typically like, which is going to drop him in my rankings on a week-to-week -week basis. But Elijah Moore, the ceiling yep. is 
uh, quite high because uh, I've said it a million times, best hands in the draft, baby. Yeah. Elijah Moore to the moon. Uh, should We should also pat ourselves on the back for a Laquan Treadwell call this week. Four for 62. <laughs> so if you needed a... If you needed a, a, a desperate flex start, he got you 10 points in PPR league. Uh, I don't want to talk about Laquan Tribal anymore because it's disgusting. Uh, how about somebody else that's better? Jalen Waddle. Yes. Uh, we talked about him last week, but all he does is continue to produce nine receptions for 90 yards in this game, no touchdowns, uh, 11 targets. Uh, do you know that Jalen Waddle has the second most receptions in the NFL this season? Yeah, and that like I feel like a lot of people are reading that. Um, I saw that stat floating around Twitter, and a lot of people are probably thinking like among rookies. Uh, no, 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 no. Period. Um, among all, uh, like the entire NFL, which is absolutely incredible. Nobody's talking about Jalen Waddle, though. I will say I saw more hype this week on Jalen Waddle than we've seen in weeks prior. So I think we're starting to catch up here, but. I mean, the the Miami Dolphins in general, you've just got to be really impressed with Tua. You've got to be really impressed with Jalen Waddle. I I like where are we ranking Jalen Waddle rest of season? It's is it a wide receiver one? I kind of think it has to be, right? When you're just getting that much volume, especially in PPR leagues, how could you not? I mean, he has caught at least four passes in every single game since week five. I mean, that's that doesn't sound like a ton, but it's it's quite a bit. He's actually averaging Kate since week uh, week six, seven and a half receptions a game, seventy seven receiving yards. So uh, that's real quick math. That's what fourteen points in PPR leagues. Easy. Right? It's it's been a very safe floor, but the beauty is that the ceiling has been equally high, which it's really hard to argue with that. Now, Jalen Waddle, he's been sort of like the ugly duckling of. Uh, this rookie class uh, coming into this month, Devonta Smith ranked as the wide receiver 23 in Dynasty startup mm -hmm. EDP. You had Jalen Waddle sitting as the wide receiver 28 compared to Jamar Chase, who was the wide receiver one. Do you think we're going to see a big shakeup in Dynasty ADP this month based on the the production of Jalen Waddle? Because I do think he he mixed things up a lot. Yeah, Especially I think with he's, he, underperformers like DK Metcalf and Jamar Chase. I don't see any way that Waddle passes Chase. I just don't. But I could see Waddle climbing up quite a bit. Like I could see him climbing inside of the top 10, but I don't think he's going to pass Chase. No. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I want to give one more shout out. One sure. more shout out to a, a, stat, a standout who has just been such a top end consistent performer every time he's on the field. I'm talking about Deontay Johnson. Wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers sits as uh, as of November as the wide receiver uh, 13 in Dynasty startup ADP. Now we're looking at a wide receiver who has played, uh, you know, fantastically well this season. Mm. Hasn't had the drops. He did have one key drop here in week 13, made up for it with two touchdowns. But the volume, Marcus, the volume is where it is at. Uh, He's, he's just been so consistent uh, in terms of his production. He's going to see a lot of targets week in, week out. He is the focal point of that team. Uh, where where do you see Deontay Johnson trending? Because he still feels undervalued to me. This one's tricky because I, I do think he's undervalued. But a lot of the reason why he's successful is he has just a fantastic connection 
with Ben Roethlisberger. And it seems like whenever Ben is in trouble, he's looking for Deontay, right? He's just force feeding him targets. We got a report this week that Ben Roethlisberger is probably not coming back to the Steelers in 2022. I feel like we hear this every year. I do believe it this year, but like, come on. This one feels real though, right? Here's that attention you ordered. (laughs) Uh, I I just, I I really wonder how much of his value is going to remain the same once we have a new quarterback next year, whether it's a free agent like Marcus Mariota, whether it's a trade like Russell Wilson, or if it's a rookie like Kenny Pickett. I, I just have my doubts that he's going to remain this consistently good every single week. So I do think uh, we're going to maybe do a little trade off here. So he's been the king of volume ranks five among wide receivers, uh, fifth among wide receivers in the NFL in terms of target share, six in receptions. Amazing. He's behind Jalen Waddle. I just love it. Uh, but just the air yards uh, ranks 16th among wide receivers. So, you know, he's not being targeted down the field. He does have to make up for a lot of that with uh, his ability after the catch, which he absolutely has. I do think maybe we'll see a little bit of a shift in terms of efficiency. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe dial back that volume a little bit with a new quarterback. But I do think maybe getting him some more targets a little bit deeper down the field um, and seeing what he can do after those targets or after those catches, yep. that, that could be the trade-off that keeps him as a top-tier wide receiver. All right, one more guy that I want to mention that had another big day. Uh, Justin Jefferson, just he was Ooh. fantastic again. 11 catches for 182 yards and a touchdown. I think last season uh, he had a, a great year. He caught 88 passes for 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. And I actually had a hard time believing that he was going to be able to surpass those numbers because that's a really, really strong season. Okay, we've got five games left, and Justin Jefferson is already at 78 receptions for over 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. Uh, he's been even better this season. Uh, the last few weeks, he's just been an, on an absolute tear. Okay, in his last four games, he's averaging 144 receiving yards a game. Um, That's a lot. I kind of think he might be wide receiver one. I do. You know that that actually is what I'm I'm starting to lean to. Um, Jamar Chase has been just on an absolute tear, but I feel like since Jamar Chase has fallen off this season, we have seen the resurgence, not even resurgence because Justin Jefferson has always been a top tier fantasy performer, Mm -hmm. but you're right. So the over under for receiving yards was set like right at 1400. And I, I smashed the under in a lot of my preseason bets. And I mean, he's showing out and now he gets even more opportunity. So the biggest yep. issue I think for uh, Justin Jefferson that maybe keeps his fantasy value a little bit lower is the the touchdown, uh, the the prolific touchdown touch. Uh, my gosh, prolific touchdown scoring by Adam Thielen. <laughs> but guess what? Adam Thielen uh, suffered an ankle sprain. Probably, I, I'm not sure that we'll we'll hear he'll miss significant time, but. I have to bank that we're not going to have on Adam Thielen uh, for the most important matchups in our fantasy playoffs. Justin Jefferson is going to destroy any opponents on a week-to-week basis throughout the fantasy playoffs. Justin Jefferson to the absolute moon over the next couple of weeks. Sounds like it's a high ankle sprain for Adam Thielen. So they play on Thursday. He's obviously not going to be back for that game. I would assume that you're going to have a – Adam Thielen less game for for Jefferson for the next three or four weeks, which you're going to absolutely love. 
Uh, all right, let's take a uh, quick break so we can tell you guys about Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. We should also tell you guys about Built Bar. You know Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. It's low calories. It's high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, let's do some uh, players that disappointed here in week 13. And I'll, I'll start with Saquon Barkley. Um, 11 carries for 55 yards. He did have six receptions for 19 yards. So he, he saved you in a PPR league. He got you, you know, 13 points. However, you know, just at the beginning of this year, we were valuing as a top three or four dynasty asset. Kate, it's been 719 days since Saquon Barkley has had a game of at least 60 rushing yards. Oh my. 719 days. I just I have my doubts that he's ever going to be an RB1 again. Uh he is a knock it out of the park or gross disappointment. Uh every single week. That's just been that's who he is as a player. Definitely agree. He's been super disappointing. The upside, though, I think that's where it's hard for me to dial him back significantly in my dynasty rankings is that it, the upside is so high for a player but like is it, Saquon Barkley. Is, is it high, though? Because it's been three years now since we've seen him. Actually, we saw a huge year in 2018. And then that's basically it. Like 2019, he you know he missed most of the year with an injury. 2020, he missed most of the year with an injury. And then 2021 just hasn't been good. So it's it's been a long time since we've seen that upside. All right. So Saquon, let's do a battle of the washed. Okay. okay. Saquon Barkley or Ezekiel Elliott? Saquon. Okay. Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. For real? I think so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Josh Jacobs came in this month as the RB 18. How about uh, let's, let's go uh, and, and do some injury questions. Saquon Barkley or JK Dobbins. Mm. I would say Dobbins. Okay. Saquon Barkley or Cam Akers. Barkley. Okay. I feel like we're probably right around RB12, RB15 for Saquon Barkley. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it, it feels right. It just I'd, I mean, we were talking literally about him being, you know, top three or four overall dynasty assets just a couple of months ago. And we just, we haven't even really seen just one game where he dominates, right? Where it's 100 yards and two touchdowns. We just, we haven't even got one glimpse of that over the last three years. And I'm just starting to really doubt that we'll ever see it again. Yeah, it's it's not been pretty. How about uh, a, another disappointing asset, DK Metcalf? Mm -hmm. What do we do with DK Metcalf? He's breaking our fantasy teams. Uh, wide receiver thirty-two this week had just eight point five fantasy points in half PPR formats. He has been in a lull. We talked about him last week, but. 
this is just another week of disappointment, uh, lack of production. The Seahawks finally walk away with the win, and it's not really thanks to DK Metcalf whatsoever. So what do we do with DK Metcalf? I'm I'm heartbroken and and yeah, I mean disappointed. The, the good thing is we did see eight targets in this game, the same number as Tyler Lockett. Uh Lockett's the one that got the touchdown in this game. So at least you're seeing some volume, but Russell Wilson threw the ball 37 times in this game and he only got eight targets. It is a little bit frustrating, but yeah, I, I just I don't see the consistency that you are seeing from the other receivers that are ahead of him. Like Cooper Cup, who we mentioned last week, Justin Jefferson, uh, uh, even Jamar Chase, who has been a little bit up and down. I think I think Metcalf is now – I think he's a high-end wide receiver too rather than a guy that we should value as a wide receiver one at least for the rest of this season. Um, who would you rather have rest of season, DK Metcalf or Deontay Johnson? Deontay. Okay. Um, are they closer in dynasty rankings than people have them out to be? No, because I do think – I, I think Metcalf's because you hate the be Steelers. Because I hate the well, that's that's besides the point here, right? <laughs> no, I just I, I we see Deontay without without Ben Roethlisberger is probably just going to struggle to get the the overall volume that he's gotten. Whenever Roethlisberger's played, like the 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 percentage of the offense that Deontay gets when he when he's on the field is just ridiculous. I think the new quarterback that comes in next year is going to use more Pat Fryer move, maybe use more Najee in the run game, make. Clay Chase Claypool, a more consistent receiver. That's that's my only thing. Um, Counterpoint. Go ahead. We don't know who the quarterback will be for DK Metcalf. Does that does that sway your opinion, or you think maybe that's a good thing for DK Metcalf? No, because we saw him be really productive productive with Geno Smith, and, and you know during that stretch. So not really. I don't think it bothers me as much. Okay. Um, all right. How about this one? Uh, a guy that's disappointed, James Robinson. Eight carries for 24 yards against the Rams. Uh, over the last five games, Kate, he's averaging only 43 rushing yards per game. Uh, is averaging two catches in the passing game. But what's concerning here is that Robinson is not absolutely dominating without Travis Etienne on, on the field, right? Etienne's missed the entire season with an injury. And we know that he's coming back in 2022. So if he's not absolutely dominating now you got to believe that his value is just kind of sinking like a rock as we get closer to the return of Travis Etienne, right? Yeah, this hasn't been good. And I think especially uh, I'm, are we projecting urban Meyer as the head coach of the Jaguars in 2022? Uh, yeah, probably. Right. Ugh. That's a shame. <laughs> Um, but urban <laughs> Meyer clearly does not like James Robinson. Uh, so he has been, I'm still going to call it. Uh, so he's seen the bench twice in the last mm -hmm. two weeks uh, following a fumble. Urban Meyer came out to say he wasn't benched. Uh, he's it's because of his injury, but it's weird. Uh, so they only consider his injury uh, recovery after fumbling. It's amazing that the timing is impeccable, but he sat for three drives after that fumble in place mm -hmm. of Carlos Hyde, who didn't do anything like right. This this coaching staff is not in favor of James Robinson. He came in after uh, or before uh, this this Urban Meyer era, so he's not Urban Meyer's guy. Um, you definitely have to be concerned, and I think you know it's not from a standpoint of where 
I'm wondering if he can physically be an RB1. It's that I don't think he's going to see the opportunity moving forward based on what we've seen without Travis Etienne on the field. I agree with you. It's just, it's a bad situation for James Robinson. I feel awful for him because I do think he's a good player. Um, but it seems like he's just not Urban's guy, right? Urban didn't draft him. He didn't sign him. He signed Travis, or he signed Carlos Hyde. He drafted Travis Etienne. I just think we're going to see his value kind of really fall here over the next 12 months. Um, anybody else that we want to talk about before we head out? Anybody from the Texans? They had 57 combined passing yards against the Colts Oof. in the game. They lost by 31 points. Um, uh, it's been an ugly, ugly drought for Brandon Cooks. I really thought Brandon Cooks was going to come out and be a league winner this season, uh, especially you know with the return of Tyrod Taylor. But benched um, this just stay away from this entire offense. I do think they have the potential to figure it out. Like I, I think Tyra Taylor is a better quarterback than we saw him play in week 13, but I'm just staying fully away from this entire offense unless I need an in case of emergency play. This entire offense is gross. I, can I just read you the names that got targets for the Texans yesterday? Uh, Brandon Cooks led the team in targets, which you expect. And then it's Pharaoh Brown, Rex Burkhead, Royce Freeman, Brevin Jordan, Chris Conley, Jalen Samuels, an old friend of yours, Davion <laughs> Davis, and then Nico Collins got one target in this game. Oh, my God. Um, also, feed Nico Collins. Let me <laughs> Let this be my... My battle cry for Nico Collins, but that is a disgusting lineup of names. I mean, like you can't judge the the production of Tyra Taylor, I think, based on the names he's throwing to. But I I, I just I don't want anything to do with this uh, offense whatsoever. David Johnson was out. We thought we might see uh, some really nice production from Rex Burkhead, but this is just a bad offense. Uh, we need to cut our losses yep. here and and yep. Um Brevin Jordan, Chris Conley, Jalen Samuels, Davion Davis, and Nico Collins combined for 12 targets for seven yards. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's quote-unquote bad football, guys. That's, That's bad football. Bad, bad football. Uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Friday uh, to talk about your Steelers once again. Uh, this is a Steelers show, apparently. Uh, Steelers-Vikings <laughs> on Thursday Night Football. But we'll preview Week 14, uh, another wild week in the NFL. Fantasy football playoffs start, what, for, for most leagues, probably in week 15, right? 15, uh, 16, yes, 17? for those, those single matchup playoff, uh, you know, single elimination playoff leagues, we should be starting off in week 15. But there could be some, some teams that are starting yeah. up in week 14. Very exciting. Let's go. Let's win you some championships, folks. Yeah, so the last week of the regular season is next week. We'll uh, we'll make sure we get you guys ready for that. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. You can follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. And I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy Monday Night Football. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.